This is Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Make the time to subscribe. Now let's pull back those sheets. Can we talk about the relationships? Can we talk it over, see how we can build? Only you and I know that's the way it goes. In this big old bed, they're talking over so Talk it over. Yo, 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 this is your man, Big O, back for another episode of Talk It Over. I am joined by a lovely guest co-host panel, as well as a step-in new, no, not new, I'm going to take that back. She's not new. She's definitely a veteran at the game, but she's welcome. She's been MIA for a little while, but it's glad to always have her back. My uh, co-host, Miss Rhea Parks, how are you today? I am well. I'm excited to be back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So you've had some news recently, some good news come your way uh, professionally, right? Yes, yes. So I am, so it's the whole process, you know, to get licensed and I have finally completed the last step, which is passing the national licensing exam. So I'm done, done. I'm official, official. Nice. I'm like super excited about that. And for, for the people who may be listening for the first time, your licensing is in what? Uh, marriage and family therapy. All right. So anybody who has problems or needs therapy, come find Rhea. Yes. And it's, uh, it's the black therapist, right? Correct. On, on Instagram. Yep. Instagram and Twitter. And then I have a um, Facebook page, which mm-hmm. is in my practice name, mind, body and spirit, marriage and family therapy. Awesome. Awesome. I know who to hit up when I have problems. <laughs> so let me go ahead and bring in uh, the guests, the guest co-hosts that are joining us today for our, our topic. So we have Alexandra joining us out of LA, nice and sunny weather. How are you today? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you for being, for joining us and, be, and being back. We were definitely um, looking forward to diving in today's topic. I think it kind of falls right in line with uh, the book that you just published which is what not to date, but I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you have the first word on that and let our guests um, hear from you directly. So, but thank you for being in. Andrea. So my background is in higher education. I've worked at um, about two universities. I've worked, my background's in admissions and residence life. Um, and I have my master's degree in college student affairs. Um, But just as of recently, um, my biggest like interest and like my career goal or ultimate goal is comedy. So I love comedy, grown up around it, love stand up. I even take my parents like when when the bars and stuff were open, we would go to comedy clubs and I would take my friends. Yeah, so so to date, I've only done one open mic. So I'm ready for the world to open back up because I have a joke book that every time like I find something funny or I'm with my friends, I like go and like write it down because I don't want to forget. I I don't like writing notes in my phone. I just, I'd I'd rather like read them and write them. So yeah. The tactile sensation of taking it down. I get it, I get it. And so can people find you anywhere? Do you have a a content on any of the, yeah, let us us know. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm just starting to put content on my Instagram. My Instagram name is actually Tall Girl with Jokes. So it's pretty easy to Tall find me. Girl it's spelled with out. Jokes. 
tall girl with jokes. I'm five ten and all full of all love. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm definitely that's where you can find me. I'm also on Tinder or not Tinder. No, I was on Tinder. You are on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I have a YouTube video that Tinder actually uh, sponsored. You can find that too. It's called Swipe City, and I'm the episode of the girl in Chicago. So okay. check All that right. out. Yeah. Well, we, need get, we need to get some of that Tinder love. We need to definitely get some some Tinder. Tell them to come over to talk it over. We can um we can promote them as well. They can promote us. So yeah, and last but not least. Always a pleasure to have my brother on, brother Hassan, bringing in the rear. How are you today? Peace, my brother. Peace and power, abundance to all. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So where, uh, where are you at right now? I see, I see a lot of beautiful art behind you. I'm actually, I'm actually in my bed, and that's some of the art that I created that's in back of me. What? Wow. Okay, so this is your personal. Do you, now, do you sell those for prints? Can people find that, or is it actually uh, this is one of my side pursuits? You know what I mean? It's, okay. It's not, you know, I've always been able to do. So now um, I'm going to be making some murals, some prints, some wallpaper, some other things with it. Oh, nice, nice. This is my collection one, but I also have a collection two. So yeah. Well, let me know when the open house starts. No doubt, no doubt. You know when the gallery starts and they, they go up for sale. Right. <laughs> so, so, in, so in addition to, to, to being an author, I'm also an artist. Nice. That's yeah, yeah, I mean, it's 2021 20, now, man. You got Everybody's got to wear multi-hats. You got to get it in any way you can now. Indeed. We, we, we all have multiple uh, capacities for- Very for true. You know what I mean? Often we, we just don't explore the other dimensions of ourselves. So, you know, at this point in time, it's just, you know, to just been that time for me to expand and explore more of me. So, you know, nice. I join the journey and uh, I invite others to, to embark on their own journey, you know, because it's a whole new world. Like it. Yeah. Just let me know when you're ready to uh, start offering commissions. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> well, listen, without saying, man, you know what I mean? I'm, 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 and, and, and I'm a businessman, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur, right? So, you know, business first. So I'm, I'm always open for negotiations. All that. Indeed. Beautiful. All right. Well, don't, hopefully that's going to pay off with a lot of listeners. I know there's a lot of ideas out there floating around in the ether and, and talking over is growing exponentially. So I'm sure some stuff is going to come your way just by the, the outreach that we're, we're starting to, to uh, grow into. But let me go ahead and move on into the feel good story of the day. Um, as always, you know, we'd like to bring this in and start the show with this because the world, you know, it's not, it's very easy to find bad news, right? You don't even have to look for it. We're inundated all the time with bad news. So we want to bring in on a high note, all of our shows. And today is a very, today's feel good story is a very, very personal one, um, by way of one of our producers, Anna Banana, who sent this and it's very touching. Uh, so I'll go ahead without further ado, just bring it in and, eight-year-old who uh, unfortunately passed away um, almost a year, almost two years ago. Um, an eight-year-old uh, had, her legacy was continued by three friends, three best friends who decided to start a nonprofit in her memory uh, for helping animals. So Scarlett, uh, 
Chwatko. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, she was eight years old and started a volunteer effort to raise money for shelter animals in Westchester. Her idea was very simple. She said for every $20 that someone donated to the SPCA, she personally would draw their pet. Now, she's a, she was a third grader at the time at a Roaring Brook Elementary School, and she decided to come up, she came up with a logo for the initiative that she called Draw for Paws. She passed, unfortunately, uh, in March of 2019 uh, after a long battle with cancer. Um, but her three best friends, Annabelle, Grace, and Tate, took up Scarlett's cause to help animals. Um, Grace, one of her friends, had this to say about Scarlett, that she was very caring. She always put others first, and she loved animals. She wanted, as Grace decided she wanted to keep this going and wanted to do something to honor her. So the three, the three best friends, which were third graders, decided to name themselves the Scarly Squad after Scarlet. Uh, and in less than two years, the Scarly Squad has signed up 75 kid artists nationwide and has raised more than $50,000 for animal rescues. Uh, they have made hundreds of portraits from photos um, and their organization, Draw for Paws, which is now a registered nonprofit, thanks to, to Scarlett's mom. Um, they decided to reach out to various animal welfare and rescue organizations, and they focused on coming up with an initiative on pet food. Because uh, what they learned was that families were in need, especially during the pandemic, that, you know, with the financial constraints affecting so many people, that the pets were suffering as well because they couldn't afford to feed them. And so uh, they organized a couple of pet drives in November. They delivered over 1,500 pounds. And then they partnered with a food pantry uh, in New Rochelle called Hope Community Services, which is a nonprofit organization that uh, runs programs such as you know, a food pantry, soup kitchen. And what they did, thanks to the Scarly Squad and the Draw for Paws initiative, they were able to deliver an additional 2,300 pounds of pet food. The executive director of Hope had this to say uh, about their initiative. He said, we saw long lines here. We gave out more food from March to December than they had in the last 10 years combined. And they saw needs that people hadn't really expressed before and being able to feed their pet was one of those needs. Um, and then the article, which people can find at um, lohud, L-O-H-U-D.com, goes on to talk about Scarlett and her, her life and how she just, everyone who met her just knew she was, had an immediate love for animals. Um, she actually worked uh, at a rescue shelter where when the shelters would bring in new puppies or new animals, they would actually ask kid volunteers to help make the animals feel safe and welcome. And Scarlett was one of those kids who just uh, exhibited a, a huge amount of love for, for the, uh, the animals that came into the shelter. And she practically adopted one of uh, the dogs that came in named Ollie. And they said Ollie and her were inseparable from the moment they met through her entire illness and treatment and uh, unfortunate passing. 
but yeah, this, this just goes on to talk about how much of a good soul she was uh, as a caregiver for, for animals and pets, those who can go um, looked over sometimes in the ongoing pandemic. So I thought that was amazing. When I read it, I almost teared up. I'm like, and I'm not even that huge of an animal lover, but I was like, just for her to have that empathy at such a young age and be able to start that and then be surrounded by uh, you know, friends who decided to continue it in her honor to have such an impact. I was like, that's, that's the kind of story, that's the kind of stuff that I wanna hear in 2021 and, and going forward. So um, how are you guys feeling? You guys good? Yes, great. All right, good, good, good. So real quick, we were just joined brother Sean Ali. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you today? All right, peace and blessings. Glad to have you back with us, brother. Rhea, Rhea, we good to go? We are. We are all set to go. So let our listeners know what the topic of the day, what we're going to be diving into in this big old bed and talk it over. So, you know, we always come with phenomenal topics and today is no different. So today's topic is what are your biggest fears when starting a new relationship? Because we all have them. Wouldn't we agree? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to let I'm going to let the other guests take that one. I got some fears that I might disclose. <laughs> I might disclose later. I, I want to see what everybody else says first. There's definitely, yeah, there's, we, we all have fears with starting relationships, starting new jobs yeah. and things of that nature. Right, guys? Absolutely. Yes, we do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think this is kind yeah. of right up your alley, Alexandra, because you have a book called What Not to Date, right? And that almost sounds like a lot of life experiences just based on like, hey, I already know <laughs> what's out there. I can tell you from jump what you should be afraid of if it comes your way. Yes, it's true. And uh, my um, the first chapter actually is called Love and Other Drugs and uh, this, my personal story about my relationship with my ex-fiance. And uh, it was a uh, beautiful relationships at the beginning, but as you know, as Russians say at the beginning, it's all about flowers and chocolate and champagne. And later it turns into sour um, uh, tomatoes, they say. So it's not vodka. They don't turn into vodka. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it goes with vodka only at the moments of, uh, uh, again, huge disappointment. And some people go that route, but. Okay. Uh, so what, we, what fears do you have uh, if you were to start? Are you, are you currently dating or, you know, what fears have you learned or picked up? Uh, from your experience that you think you now may carry into? I think my fear is uh, uh, not to get uh, disappointed. Uh, to me, disappointment is more painful than actually breaking, uh, breaking up or, or in my case, uh, when I broke off uh, my engagement with my ex-fiance, uh, the first, uh, I would say, the reason was um, disappointment because he made a confession that he had cheated on me and uh, he was the only man that I trusted fully and completely mm. and because of he uh, broke the trust mm -hmm. very strong trust I it was a huge and very painful disappointment and the fear I have is uh, 
uh, mistrust, even though uh, my new relationships, uh, when I decide to go uh, with my uh, clarity and knowing what I want and whom I want uh, in my life, mm-hmm. is um, um, yeah, that's I mean to, that's very yeah to have the trust because this uh, new guy has nothing to do with my previous relationship, and it would be yes. So. Uh, Rhea, real quick, because yeah. I want to get the other guests in here. Is that something that is just human in nature? Just the the past relationships that can turn into fears, whether they're rational or not, right? Is that something that... Absolutely, because the thing is, we're informed based on our experiences. And if our experience has shown us that I've been in this relationship, I fully trusted this person, and... I was disappointed. That will be a thought, like as you move into the next relationship or as you kind of navigate your relationships throughout life. So one of the key things is one, being very aware that this has been my experience, but then also like what um, what Alejandra said is just not like not blaming the new person in your relationship because that was a past thing that happened with somebody else. So just being very aware of that. So absolutely. Okay, Andrea, I want to get your thoughts in here because you. You, you, so you in education and now you're in comedy. I'm sure you have a very, very unique take on this as well as life experience that you can lend to our, our, our listening audience. What are your, what do you have any fears that are prominent in dating? Yes, yes, okay. absolutely. So e- when I got the topic, I started writing immediately like fears and, and even like looking in my like life personally, like how many pages did you make? On. Um, so I almost got to, almost got to two pages. Okay. Uh, but right. I, yeah. So I think that like one of my fears, uh, well, a couple of my fears, it, it kind of was what Alexandria said, um, in regards to like trust, but mine is with someone being dishonest with their feelings, with what their expectations or their intentions are. And so a fear of mine now, and, and something that I've since 2021 has occurred, I think for me, like in everything that I do, I want to be free flowing. I don't want expectations because I feel when you set up those expectations, that's when you set up the disappointment, the Mm. hurt and all that. So it's like, it's kind of hard though, because as humans, you do have things that you expect that you want to happen or things that you want, but then sometimes when it doesn't happen that way, you, you know, it just, it just upsets you. And then I think one that like really stuck to me in like, for me was addressing red flags when they happen. So that's ah, a fear for me is okay. when I see a, a lot of times as humans, like we, we see red flags, yeah. but it's like, hmm, I think that this person, you know, you kind of rationalize it. Right, yeah, you want to justify it. Yeah, we make excuses for it. And I think that like, for me now, when I see red flags, I address them right then and there, because if this is something that's going to occur, I'd rather snip it in the bud now then waste my time what's a, what's, a, what's a minor what's a minor red flag for you like what's what's a small one not a big one like what's wow. a small okay because i almost i had a big one that, I, that happened <laughs> to me last week and so I, I i um i would definitely say a small red flag for me is timeliness okay so if they show up or they they're behind or late or they're just tardy and stuff yeah because that's or, that 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 shows a lot of things for me. Like if we want to have a future together and you don't know how to be on time, I, I don't think I, you're going to be able to pay bills on time. And I don't need that. I don't want to. Okay. All right. All right. So let me, for me. let me, let me get the other guests in here, Hassan and, and brother Ali. Um, brother Ali, what, what do you think uh, as far as fears that 
you personally may bring into when you're dating someone new or just in general? And that's a great question. And I like, I have a health and wellness business and I, we deal with, because you know, your personal life is a part of your health and wellness. Right. So I have a, we start with the language instead of calling it a fear. I call it pros and cons because that fear with the definition of the word and the usage of that word, you're going to get fearful things in return. You're going to be scared and uh, uh, maybe hold yourself back from necessarily going forward. And, but as always, I mean, at 47, I don't, my, what I look for from a person is way different than at 37 and 27. Right. So now what I, I, I just, I don't need a person to complete me, validate me, help me pay bills, go half on any, I just need company. I need somebody that will have an intelligent conversation that will spend time. If we don't even necessarily have to like the same things because that makes it more interesting, but I just need company. So as I, as I grow older, like I said, the things that I'm bringing and the things that I'm seeking are changing. So I don't have a type anymore because I found out that that baggage, I'm looking right. for a type. Right. You're not my type. You don't have, right. I got a checklist. And, and, and what this does is even though it protects my feelings, it's disingenuous to that person because it doesn't allow them to be themselves. Well, so let me ask you this. I'm already creating conflict, fiction. Uh, go ahead. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear everything you're saying. And I, I definitely think we should definitely uh, spend a lot of time, maybe not today's podcast, but on, on the, the so-called type, the so-called prototype, the so-called, because there's a lot of flack going back and forth that I see on a daily basis between people's judgment over, you know, if you have a preference, right? And everybody has a preference. But I do want to ask, like, because you're at the stage now where you said what you're looking for is companionship, you're not looking for. So at this stage, do you have any red flags at all? As Andrew uh, uh, kind of mentioned before, do you have anything that automatically sets your radar off where you're like, all right, you know what? I know what I'm looking for, and it's not that. Yes. And I, and I do, but it's when we look at the yes, yes, to answer the question, yes, I don't call it red flags. If you know what I like and you know what I don't like, if you choose to do the things that I don't like, you don't have to tell me anything. Now it's up to me to whether to move on or stay. If I stay, I can't blame you mm, okay. because I, you showed me who you are. So if I choose to keep walking with you, that's right. no longer a red flag. That's no longer a warning. That's, that's a choice. I have accepted who you are, so I can't never use that against you in the future. Right. Right? You know it. what I'm saying? So I'm never going to hold, say, well, you didn't do what I think. Right. You feel me? Because yeah. that's yeah, yeah, yeah. now I'm hurting myself as well right. as that person. And I think that's a huge, huge part of uh, personal. And that eliminates that fear. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely does. And I think that's a huge, a, a lot that of things that we, that fear factor. Yeah, a lot of things that we, uh, a lot, oftentimes through our, our various topics that we discuss, the 
um, subject of personal growth comes up a lot. And I think what you're alluding to just is right in that vein where you're saying like, hey, this person showed me who they were. It is now on me to decide whether or not I have to make a conscious choice, whether or not I'm going to accept that and the frustration that that brings um, or cut ties and move on for something else. So one of the things that my father said to me when I was, you know, going to him and just saying, you know, I had questions about my, my relationship and I'm thinking like, you know, is this, is this, am I doing it wrong? Am, is this the norm? And he just said very succinctly, you got to take the good with the bad. And that just made me realize like, oh, wow, you know what? That's a, that's, this is a whole person. This is a whole person. This is not, uh, uh, I guess, like I said before, a prototype. This is not uh, a, a model. This is a whole person. That whole person is going to have things that I like and enjoy about them. And that person is going to have things that I can't stand. And it goes back to what you're saying, Brother Ali, that it's, it's the choice is mine. The choice is mine. So let me get Hassan in here. Because I know Hassan, you dropped the mic. The mic is smoking every time Hassan comes in. I want to get Hassan in here and, and on, on anything that has been said um, from, from all of our guests, from Alexandra, from Andrew, anything that you want to address that spoke to you? Well, you know, th th thank you for, for the illustrious introduction. I appreciate <laughs> it. And um, th thank everyone for, you know, sharing. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I was just thinking about the fear and the acronym of fear, you know, like fear, false evidence appearing real, right? And um, that's, um, that's, Sometimes I challenge when, you know, when, when attempting to start a new relationship or meeting someone and with aspirations of being in a relationship with them, but often it's, it's, it's me and not them because uh, I can be an enemy in my own head by what swirls around inside of it, you know, telling me that, you know, it might tell me I'm too old, uh, they're too young, uh, that I'm not worthy, of that person, uh, some of my other insecurities can arouse. You know what I mean? I'm wondering why I feel that. You know, it could be that uh, boyish excitement with the butterflies in my stomach, and I'm overzealous, and I'm like, damn, am I calling this person too much? You know, I'm wanting them to call me. I'm sitting, sitting by the side. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, your mind them. starts talking to you. Exactly. I don't hear from <laughs> that person. I'm like, damn, maybe they don't want to be with me, and it's like. The, the drama that goes into my head, you know, right? That could really take me on on a little emotional roller coaster. Sometimes that inner monologue. Sometimes it's a huge roller coaster. Mm -hmm. So, so, so. Do you do you have any tips? Say like, do you, do you have any tips for for how you can kind of quiet that inner monologue or make well, sure it doesn't? Process. I mean, I mean, uh -huh. you know, I was approaching that. It's, it's a process, you know. So, so personally. You know, I have to evaluate, you know, and get, you know, get right with me, you know what I mean? And know that, you know what, this is, this is just like an adventure, right? So mm. whatever it's going to be, it's going to be good, you know what I mean? So so if the person or me, either or, or of us, you know, friend zone the other person, it's mm. cool because then I got a friend. I'm developing a new friend, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, 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 and I know that going forward, you know what I'm saying, in time that I'll get with that right person. And, and then if I'm overzealous and jumping to something, you know, I could miss something and be in something that I might not want to be in. You know, I might be in an entanglement. 
<laughs> Are we bringing that into 2021? We can't no, leave that. Yes, we can't leave that in 2020. I mean, bringing that in. You wake up, you're with somebody, you're like, who the hell is this, right? Right. I don't really want to be with this person, right? So, but, that, um, but yeah, but but I, I, I strive to, to move courageously. Okay. Right? Because, because if I move with courage, then I know, you know what? It's like, despite the little fear, uncomfortability I feel, I'm going forward. And I'm allowing, you know, uh, um, the divine to determine the outcome. Okay. Because everything that I think is good for me is not good. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, thank God that I didn't get it. You dodged that bullet. Yeah. That's awesome. Yo, so guys, something uh, I want to mention real quickly uh, in the absence of my lovely co host, Trish. Um, Can't wait for you to return. We're actually launching a new new segment that is going to be called the Love Corner where uh, Trish and our sex coach, Jen Infantino, will be taking questions from guests and listeners uh, in the realm of love, relationships, and sex. And they're going to be answering them live uh, in, the, in a new portion. Um, let's, take a, let's take a real quick uh, break and get a word from our sponsors, and then we'll come right back at you. Hey guys, it's Trish from Talk It Over the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. So I told you guys last week that we were coming to you with a new segment called The Love Corner. I can't wait for this segment. Myself and resident pleasure coach Jen Infantino are going to be bringing to you questions and answers regarding love, relationship, and sex. If you have any questions you would like answered, feel free to write in at talkitover.show on Instagram. Until then, peace, love, and good sex. And we are back. And for those just joining us, the topic of the day that we're knocking around in this big old bed is based on fear. What are your biggest fears or concerns when starting a new relationship? So let's go ahead and pick it up. I, w- I was going to ask Rhea, because again, you're dropping you're dropping so many pearls of wisdom and knowledge. And I, I wanted to ask Rhea really quickly, is there is there a source within all of us that that fear or you know the cons or the like you said we we basically make decisions off of our experience is there a way to not necessarily negate the experience because you you it makes you who you are but to make sure it doesn't become irrational and affect your availability your openness to receive when you are out there i think we have to because you're right that will always be there and you don't want to negate it I think we just have to be very aware that it exists. And I always go back to when you, when you notice yourself doing things, always ask the why. When you ask yourself the why, you'll be able to identify if your why is attached to a rational thought or if it's attached to something irrational. And if it's irrational, you need to sit with yourself and figure out, okay, like, what is this about? Like, why is this my go-to or why do I respond in this way? Okay. And, um, one of the things that, that I want to know is, can you, let's say you, 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 at, you, you've asked yourself that why, right? Yep. And the answer that you come with, whatever it is, gives you confidence to continue to move forward, but that fear is still there, right? Can yep. you build, and this is, this is, I'm going to open this up to, to Alexandra, to Andrew, anybody that wants to take this. Can, do you think you can build a healthy relationship that's rooted in fear? Can you, will that, even though things are going great, and that fear is still nagging you, would you consider that, do you think that's going to erode the relationship? No. Do you think it's going to, what, what do you think, Brother Ali? I heard you say no. You, you're going you're gonna to find what you're looking for. 
You're going to find ah, what you're looking okay. for. Okay, so your you think the fear is going to drive. Is gonna, which is your perception sets what you focus on. So if you, if you, if you have already written down a fear, you're going to find that. That's why they ah. say be careful what you're looking for. So if if it's a fear about something that hasn't happened yet, that means I'm not present. Ah. Because presently I'm not, I have no reason to be fearful. So okay. if it's a fear about something you may do, see now that's not on you. That's on that's you know say that's like Brother Hassan said. That's me and my own thinking. That that's your mind. Yeah, like your you mind said, talking to yourself. Yeah. 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 Uh, Andrew, what do you think? What do you think? You think you can build a, a healthy relationship based out of fear? Or not based out of fear, but you're saying the fear is there. It's not based, but um I mean I I have in the past and it, it didn't really work. Now was um, your fear it, realized or was just something totally different? Um I think it was realized, but I think for me, because I think that we both had different fears, and I think that also plays a part in it too, because they're people have different fears and I think their fears may affect them differently and may trigger them differently. Like it could stem from trauma, it could stem from anything. So I think it could just depend on like specifically what the fears are. And obviously for me, in my situation, it didn't work out, but I mean, I got a good friendship out of it. So I'm not upset. Okay. So the, the romantic side ended, but you still have a relationship with the friend, with the friend side. Well, well, we'll just say it's a little complicated. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Gonna... All right. I'll let you speak on that if you want. I think though, I just wanna, really, I just want to jump in because there's a statement that I always tell my clients where my thoughts go, my energy flows. The same well, way that we can manifest our dreams and our goals and all that other stuff, we can also play into that and we can allow our fears to manifest if that's literally where we're, where we're putting our energy to. Even if it's not there, our perception, we'll start to look for it even if it's not present like uh, Brother Ali was saying. So, okay, so following that, Alexandra, I wanna, I wanna ask you, right? Because you, in your book that you do talk about sometimes just like meeting the same guy, right? Over and over, just different, different, different avatars, but it's the same person. So, Piggybacking off of what Rhea just said, where your thoughts flow, your, what'd you say, Rhea? You say where your thoughts go. Where, where our thoughts go, my energy flows. <laughs> your energy flows. So do you think in your experience, did you feel like that, Tatiana? When you finally broke that mold, did you go reflect and feel like I was attracting the same guy because of that fear of attracting the same guy? Yes, it did actually happen. And I think... Um, Fear can overcome and uh, kind of correct the same mistake I made of choosing, uh, or choosing or selecting the same guy, egocentric, selfish, uh, narcissistic. And I guess uh, this perceived uh, uh, notion of attractiveness uh, always, you know, at least in my case, uh, made me choose the wrong guy. But I've learned from uh, my dating and my love experience that any fear can over can be overcome by communicating from the beginning uh, mm -hmm. of the new relationships. Uh, this is uh, what I'm looking for, and and as uh, Andrea said, that honesty and decency, and de not demanding but asking for. 
uh, civil and honest and uh, timely communication. And if you speak of your fears, I think it opens up uh, more chances and uh, more doors um, for that person I'm, I, I want to date to also speak up of his, uh, his own fears. So I believe, um, again, any fear can be overcome uh, by communicating and just being honest, you know, from the very beginning okay. and at the very beginning okay. of new relationships. Okay. So Rhea, when you, um, in your practice, Rhea, do you have clients that, that are in that mindset where they're just, what they're complaining about or not, or bringing to you is maybe a fear that's not real at the moment, but something that may have been a baggage that they're bringing through, or uh, like, like Andrew said, a red flag that their thoughts are focused on, but is not actually the reality of what's happening? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that happens. So people will oftentimes have that go on even outside of like romantic relationships. Oh. Sometimes it will. Um, so I know I had um, somebody who was bipolar needed to be on medication, but she had this fear that because somebody she knew was on medication and had a really adverse effect that for her, medication wasn't an option. Mm. And literally, as we're talking, I was like, okay, so how many people have, has this been their experience? And when we got to it, it was just one. Just the one, yeah. And I was like, so yeah. one person had a bad experience and based off that one experience, you are just completely ruling out medication. And when we talked about it, she realized that that was just irrational for her to rule out any sort of medication based off of one person's experience. Wow, okay. All right. So yeah, that's, I mean, thank you for that. That's huge. Um, Brother Hassan, what are your, what are your thoughts uh, as far as what I spoke about earlier, building, can you develop a healthy relationship uh, if that fear is ever present, regardless if it's, it's actually happening or not? Based on my experiences, no. Um, you know, fear, you know, there's just so many, there's just so many roots of fear you know, mm -hmm. within an individual. So, so if, if I'm ultimately fearful that way, it could definitely sabotage the, the development and the growth of a relationship, you know, because there, there, there's like, you, you bring in like insecurity and uh, low self-worth and confusion, you know, for, like false evidence appearing real. So, so you can't it. be delusional. You can't be, be delusional if you're trying to grow a wholesome relationship because it's a shaky foundation. Let's let's so, flip that on his head. Let's say yeah. I say let's flip it. Let's flip it on his head. Let's say okay. you're with someone, you're dating someone, and you realize that the issues, like you said, the insecurities that they're bringing, is a fear based off of a past experience. How do you, if you want to continue that relationship and cultivate it, how do you go about trying to assuage those fears and and convince that person that you're seeing, like, hey? You're bringing this in based off of an experience, and I'm giving you know truth because that was your experience, but that's not the reality today, right? You're letting your past and your mind bring in things to the relationship that don't exist. How do you go about that? Well, well, this is the thing. I wouldn't get to that point because oh. you wouldn't give them the doubt. Issues is not going to happen. 
I'm not going to enter it at this point in the game. Uh -huh. I'm astute enough to see if a person is bringing that kind of heaviness, that kind uh -huh. of weight through to, to, you know, just to our association. And I'm not going to be in a relationship with someone that that much baggage because it's going to be turmoil. It's going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> And it's not going to work over long term. I already know that. I can't act like Ooh. I don't know what I Ooh. know. We're about to get juicy here. We're about to get juicy here, Is that not a fear of it in and of itself? The fear that this person, is that not a fear in and of itself? That the person that you're cutting off might not be able, so you're placing on them saying they're not astute. They're not uh, developed no, no, enough. I, to I said that when I meet someone, right? Uh -huh. Before it gets to that point, usually, I'm not going to enter into a relationship with someone I don't know, right? So in okay. the process of getting to know them, it's like from my experiences, right? There's a great chance that I'm going to identify that that person has fears, insecurities, et cetera, et cetera, right? Okay. So I'm not going to go any further. I'm not I'm not going to go that deep with that person. Because I don't really know how uncomfortable that's going to be. Uh, we keep it it's okay. like, I'm not trying to fix that person. It's like, okay, you okay. fix yourself. That's not my job, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, yeah, a hundred percent. I don't want no dependent, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to. <laughs> so, so does, do y'all agree with Hassan? Do y'all feel like, yeah, he's he's on the money with that, or does anybody have a difference of opinions? Like, if I care enough about that person, I might ride with them if I know that they're trying to get over that hump. Is that not what companionship and partnership is about? Like, let's say, let's but say that, that you would be know, on an individual, bro. I mean, okay, well, that's what I'm asking. I'm asking if anybody else out there feels like they would. Do they agree that they would just cut that off, or they feel I mean, like they have the capacity? Like, just add one thing. I just want to add one thing. Yeah. Now, there's different. Say, if if, if, if I'm uh, uh, with someone and engage with them, and, and we got some time, man. And, and, and some stuff aroused that, you know, they slipped through the cracks during the initial, you know, um, uh, association and-, and um, uh, In the quarter. With this person, that's right. different. So okay. say I'm with someone and they got some mental health issues, you know what I'm saying? You know, that that, that wasn't aware of or, or developed over time as they okay. often do as we get older. No, I'm, I'm not gonna abandon that person then, you know, I'm gonna work with them. But I'm but, but when we're talking about new relationships, so, mm -hmm. Yeah. With a new relationship, it's like those things that can be identifiable if I'm paying attention, right? Okay. And I'm like, you know what? You know, let me slow down. I don't think I want to go down that rabbit hole with this person because okay. it could be chaotic. It could be crazy. And I've, I've had enough crazy before. Right, <laughs> right, right. Your cup, your cup runneth <laughs> over, right? Right. <laughs> runneth over. You like, I've had enough. Alexandra, what, what do you think? I saw you kind of poke in. I want to look like you wanted to interject real quick. Yes, and again, it's uh, going back to my first chapter, Love and Other Drugs. So um, my ex-fiance was uh, severely depressed, and he was always feeling insecure and not confident. He was uh, thinking of feeling that uh, he's not too good enough for me. So mm. that was not the case, but I do agree with Hassan that we are individuals and we are responsible uh, for our own uh, choices and uh, fixing our own insecurities. And uh, I'm not responsible or uh, I'm not entering these relationships 
knowing that you have that baggage or mm. this insecurity issues because insecurity breeds or causes a lot of <clears throat> jealousy, a lot of drama okay. and uh, mistrust. Okay. See, I hear y'all, and I'm thinking, I, I want to get Brother Ali in here, because he, 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 hit, he hit the nail on the head when it said it boils down, it goes back to that person's choice. And so, uh, Alexandra and Hassan, y'all, you see those red flags, and let's say, you know, I'm, I'm not going to enter in the next stage. We're in the courting dating area, and I'm not going to enter in. And my thought, my thought process, and this may just be me, I may be a, a population of one. My thought process, it really depends on what that that particular fear or insecurity is and based on myself what i i potentially see with that person right if 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 let's say uh yeah uh you're well regardless because we could go through so many contexts but it would be a choice as as brother ali mentioned before but that, you that's said, how we move out bro you're you're right no, that's how you you got it right. And I'm, I mean, and like, unless a person like we don't, the basis of relationships aren't to fix each other. It's right. companionship. You know, we can we we watch movies and TVs and are taught, okay, well, you gotta be this and you're insecure. That's your completion. You're secure. Like, okay, that can be added on. But you, that's two people agreeing with it. But if I know that I'm not compatible with you, I got a choice. I can keep going or I can turn away. But if I keep going, I have to know that it's, it's not you. You're accepting those. You know, I mean, it's- You're accepting that turmoil. That's the choices we make. And as individuals, right. I've, I've been with people that people have said, hey, that's not a good look for you. I know her. I don't think you should be with her. But in my head, I didn't know her like you know her. So I know if from how I know her, I'm going to proceed. Gotcha. Had I, it didn't work out, but not because of what other people were saying. Right. But right. It's a choice that I, I had to keep going. You did you so she can't hurt me because I know what I'm I'm, I'm proceeding in this. So it's, right. It's not a fear. It's it's me going. So if any if we depart at the end, it's not a hurt. It's not a. You, I mean, and yeah, these are I get the what things you're saying. That we should start incorporating with these type of conversations. You know, like it's like I, I chose to be with you. Right. Like let me let me get Andrea right, in can, here. If I choose not to, it's not. It shouldn't be based on something you did. Go ahead. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, let me get Andrea in here because I want to know based off of what everybody said where where you stand. And let me let me uh, just make the caveat that right, like like everyone said, it's not my job to fix you. But I think if I identify that you are working on it, then I'll be willing to help you. But I'm not going to be the one that turns it around because it is self work. That's work that you got to do. I can't do it for you. Oh yeah. So what what are your thoughts, Andrew? So um. I mean, for me, I, I, it's crazy that we're having this conversation because like, I literally just had a situation where my friend did something and, you know, it was something that obviously I felt like I needed to speak up on and it was something that made me feel away. But sometimes I think it also depends on the person and, and if they're ready to hear it also that, mm -hmm. that level of accountability as well. So I think um, when I do try to like, 
talk to people or tell them things that I've noticed or maybe identified, I usually try to come from a place of love, but it just also depends on that receiver, right? Of, you know, that's like receiving feedback. So most times when I do try, it just seems like it's always a fight. So I think for me, like, it just depends on the person. Um, I can tell you all the things in the world and you could either believe me or not believe me. That's also another thing too. A lot of times you tell people things because you love them, but some people don't always see the those issues or those problems that they oh, may do because they're used to doing it. In their love language? Did you tell them in their love language that they could understand? You know, no, I'm just messing with you. I'm messing with you. But yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so let me, let, I'm, I'm going to get final thoughts from, from Alexandra, then Hassan and, and brother Ali and then uh, Aria, but um, final thoughts, uh, Alexandra, what are, what are your thoughts on allowing fear uh, to color, you know, uh, starting a new relationship? Should you listen to it and be aware? Should you, what, what are your thoughts? I don't want to, I don't want to censor you. Not everybody is uh, strong and uh, very confident or completely uh, secure. You know, we all have imperfections and we do have fears, and if we recognize uh, the fears uh, the other person ha has, and you like that person, you uh, you infatuated with him, or you understand that person. Maybe you went through the same, and you have the same fears. But uh, when it goes to the level of uh, very high extreme uh, level of being very uh, depressed and uh, stressed out and and then I, I i i can't you know help you and as they say i i, I want to help you but you help me to help you but um i i do again i do believe that uh any fears can overcome but if you like that person and if you see you connect with that person on many levels on intelligent intelligent and uh, uh maybe emotional and uh physical um attraction uh, attraction level then and if you find that person as a good person and a very good human being and uh you try to work together on those fears that you know that the other person has and you might share the same fears and again, maybe it sounds uh, that the uh, fears, uh, as uh, Brother Ali said, that uh, okay. maybe it can be another approach, you know, to because people are always afraid of those fears of like fears of being lonely or right. fears of being uh, or getting into new relationships. All right, thank you, thank you for that, Brother Ali. Final thoughts. Yes, um, I do, even though I, I said we should use pros and cons, I mean, I understand the word, the usage of the word fear and how it can prepare us to not get tricked, you know, and that if you see something in that person and you say, hey, I want to, I want to keep walking with that person for a long term, then put your fear aside. And just go ahead with your decision. If you see something that like a red flag or a warning, then you have every right to go ahead and walk away. It's almost 8 billion people on the planet Earth. So one out of 8 billion, that is nothing. 
So we can definitely find somebody that's compatible to us, with us, for us out here on this planet Earth. So to have a fear, you know, sometimes we got to check that to make sure it's not irrational and that I'm not making somebody do something that I can't even do. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. like loyalty, like am I as loyal as I want somebody else to be? Right. I, you know what I mean? Am I right. as committed as I'm asking you to be? Because it, it can be that can be a fear of another right. person's commitment to me. You, you can know be what projecting, I mean? So you can be projecting that, I mean, your like own thoughts. You know, we we don't know. We don't know. It's always eat. I can wake up, right? But I don't know what you're going to do tomorrow. I don't know what I'm okay. going to do tomorrow. All right. You know, I'm know what uh, throughout the whole day. So it's easy for two people, like you said earlier, to do something that we don't like. You know what I mean? All right. Appreciate it. So, so brother Hassan, what are you, what are your final thoughts on, on everything? Every experience is different. You know, when we meet someone in a new relationship, you know, it's, it's great to have an open mind. It could be some apprehensions, you know, just because it's new and we're all in our heads. And, you know, I would suggest to someone just to ride it out and, and be honest with themselves on, you know, what, what they're willing to accept and what they aren't willing to accept. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. you know, yeah, there are, you know, some, you know, um, issues or character flaws that someone could have. There could be deal breakers and then the others that you could work with. So, you know, okay. it's just all on an individual basis. You know what I mean? It's like, and it's the process. And it's different at every stage of our lives too, because, me being the oldest person in the room right now, you know what I mean? It's like my perspective is different from when I was 40, right? Mm. When I was 30, mm. or even when mm -hmm. I was 50, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, each phase is different. You know, they're different. Yeah, you're a different person. You're a new person. Exactly. Different things to consider. You know what I mean? It's like, does she like me? Am I going to be able to perform? Right. Too much older this person. You got all different other types of fears coming in. Exactly. You know what? If, if I'm with this person, are they gonna like take care of me if I get sick? Are they gonna be beating me up if I'm in a wheelchair? You know what I mean? <laughs> let me let me get um I want I want Rhea to flex her therapy, flex her newly newly licensed therapy on me. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw in one last wrinkle, then we then we're gonna wrap it up. So with all the talk of fear, one of mine, I just disclosed this because I didn't before, but I was in a situation, my fear, personal fear was, this is too good to be true. I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I was just like, this is, there's no way this is a real person. There's no way this is really happening. Like how, how and I hit the lottery here. Like when is the other shoe going to drop? So do you think that is also a very sneaky type of fear that I, you know, that I brought into that situation? What are your, what are your thoughts, final thoughts on it? So I don't know if I would necessarily categorize that as fear, but maybe a little bit of self-sabotage mm. in that when something appears to be too good, not that we're intentionally looking for it to go bad, but if that's all we know, or that has been the majority of our experience, we have the tendency of either ca causing feathers to ruffle as to, to self-sabotage because it's too good to be true. But honestly, I think a little, I'm gonna say it anyways. So I think a little bit of fear mm -hmm. is healthy. Yeah. As long as you know that it's attached to a rational thought. Okay. So if I've only experienced bad relationships. I can utilize, I can be utilize that fear in a proactive way 
to find and experience something completely different than what I'm accustomed to. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, thank you all. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you for, for sharing. Uh, I want to thank Anna Banana. I want to thank KI, the producers, and, and Bumpy. And thank you as well, Brother Hassan. Um, and in, in the, the loves, in the word of KI, slow motion. All right. Hey, hey everybody. Uh, thank you all. That was that was really good. That was that was awesome. I, I love the, the conversations that you all are having um, because it keeps me off the airwaves. I actually don't have to come on and insert anything because you all are speaking to all of the talking points that I would have brought up and mentioned. So thank you. Thank you, Brother Sean Ali. Will you come back and join us? Yes, sir. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure having you. Uh, Miss Alexandria, will you come back and join us? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, all right. Um, I'm, not even, I'm not even going to ask Andrew. Andrew, you're you yeah. regular, regular, moving around. Your, we, you got to give us a tour of your house. Actually, you already did give us a tour of your house. Right. You I'm looking around. to concentrate on everything like, people are saying. I'm looking yeah. at the screen like, where's she going? Yeah, she like, so I live I, up in a mansion I, up in I, here. <laughs> no, I'm in my parents' house. So like for me, I have to move around. Like I'm just a, like, I've learned a lot about myself this past week that I'm like- you Gotta be active. Yes, I have yeah. to. Okay. Otherwise, like, that's just like how I pay attention and how I listen. Like, so if I move around- you, 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 No, it's all good. You're literally actively listening. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sister Rhea, thank you. Look, your last point just that was the mic dropper, right? We could just all like that was a great way to conclude the podcast. Right. That. So right. Thank, thank you for that. Um, Brother Hassan, of course, um, a wonderful addition to the podcast as not only one of our guest um, guest co-hosts, but also as um, one of our co-producing partners. We're so thankful and grateful to have you aboard. Thank you so much. And uh, and Big O, keeping you in the know. Thank you. For I tried. I tried to throw that Tinder plug in there for you. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta get Andrew on it. <laughs> I tried to get... That's all right. We gonna work on it. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> thank, thank you so much, Big O. It, it's not easy managing and maintaining um, having five other voices on, and I and I think uh, thank you. Would agree that you do it with uh, with precision and professionalism, humor, wit. Appreciate it. Um, appreciate it. It's just a joy to be to, to have this many people on here and, and yeah. have so many different points of view and everybody's being so so gracious with yeah. sharing. So thank you guys. Uh, yeah, thank thank you all once again and uh, yeah, slow motion and. Holla at you next week.